0: hello and welcome to super boothers i am will on rouge can can dancer ryan salinas
1: and i am your local circus clown (laughs) ismel
0: ladies and gentlemen today we have bill varenkamp and steve ben from darkroom and imaging spectrum hello hey guys how are you doing apparently i think that you're this is what number third appearance on the show
2: Yes, I think so. Yeah, yep.
0: they this are the printer like, guys. They, they got to be on is, more frequently. Is, <laughs> this is this is a record. This is Woo-hoo. I think I don't think anyone's been on the show more.
2: Woo-hoo. Well, there you know technology do you want, changes. Do you want to take uh, over?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know tech technology changes, and uh, you know, the, and it's good for people to be aware of kind of what's going on, and you know they can't necessarily always rely upon you know Facebook chatter to really get a grip on kind of the technology so it's our pleasure uh it's what keeps us alive and we really get we really like sharing uh our knowledge with people and helping them you know at the end of the day that's our mission is just to help people understand what's out there and find the right tools that fit their workflow and man we can't thank you all enough for giving us an opportunity to do that so y'all have a lot of new stuff like a lot a lot of new stuff to talk about don't you
0: yes we do yeah
3: yeah on the printer side definitely
0: what 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 we got that's new
3: well one of the things that we have new is symphony has a new printer out of it when i started my photo booth almost 10 and a half years ago i owned the 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 shinko s 2145 it was a large fast printer it was really a nice printer and they came out with the uh with the um with the CS2 to replace it, but it was about half the size and a little bit slower. And now they've gone back to a larger printer that's higher speed. It's called the S3, um, it's about 40 pounds, about same as the old uh, 2145, um, holds 900 four by sixes. This is a big printer that holds a lot of media. So it's really good for high volume type gigs and everything, um, prints a four by six in about eight seconds. And of course it'll do the two two by sixes and all the other things that we need for the for the photo booth industry but uh so that's that's uh that's one of the new printers that that's definitely come out since uh, since we've talked last so that's uh it's a really nice printer
2: you know
0: it's where's it very, at, like pr- where's that at yeah.
3: like price point wise
2: we're coming in at uh well what's the latest price on it Bill's gonna look that up. I want to say with, uh, with my dis- with my discount, uh, with your discount, <laughs> well, you get free shipping, right? <laughs> the uh, no, we always take care of our family. Yeah, four ninety five is what it's at right now today. Oh, um,
0: perfect. I have shoes more than that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what I want to say is, you know the the old school designs of that robust printer build, right? That metal and literally the old school printers, you could hit them with a hammer and they would keep running. No joke. I mean, seriously, the old Shinkos, you could do that. and that's Just like just a good not, Nokia. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's just not the case today. I mean, here's the thing. As printers get lighter weight and smaller and thinner, they just don't take the rough and tumble of the old school. And it's been kind wish- of hard seeing that transition take place, because I, I'm a fan of durability. And let's face it, you know, a lot of people, when stuff's out with assistance and all that, they they just don't really take care of their stuff. And we see this daily with phone calls and people who call in wanting help and, hey, what's wrong with my printer? We attribute a lot of the trauma uh, to just being kind of careless with the product. And so, really, this is one of the those robust designs that uh, you know, you can feel good about yes, it weighs more, uh, the print quality actually bill. And you Mm -hmm. can comment on that. We both give it a thumbs, thumbs up on print quality. Uh, and it's, it's an awesome product. Symphonia doesn't really have the social media presence, uh, that a company like DNP does. Like if you're on the forums, you just don't see a lot of chatter about it. So uh, I know when we're given an opportunity to speak, uh, we do like to mention that, uh, even though we, you know, we love D and P, they're like family as well. We, 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 you know, it's fair to say that uh, we also have a lot of respect for the people, uh, you know, for companies like Symphonia and Mitsubishi, for example. Um, they make good products, and um, we, you know, we speak highly of them. So,
1: I think that's the great benefit of having you guys come on here as well is that. People may not know about these other great things. So you mm-hmm. guys are you guys are in the weeds. You guys are working with these companies, and you have the knowledge that people may not be seeing online. Um, and you mentioned the kind of the give and take with the like the they're getting more lightweight, but they can take less abuse. So mm-hmm. how do you recommend? I wish people I about- were lightweight and could take <laughs> less abuse. How do you recommend people think about the balance between? Um, getting something that's light and easy to carry around versus getting something that's a little bit more sturdy.
3: You know, it, it's We're talking about printers, but, right?
1: I think, <laughs> yeah, I think.
3: <laughs> oh, right now uh, we're talking about printers. That's correct.
2: Um, yeah. And so the, uh, you know, Bill, I think will want to comment on this as well. Um, it, it Customers don't grasp it a lot of times. You know, I mean, let's face it. When a call comes in, uh, and they're very different calls. Someone will call in and say, hey, what's the cheapest printer you have? And you, st- you try to talk to them about quality, try to talk to them about reliability, support, all the things they really should think about before they spend money. And some people are just, hey, I just, I just want the cheapest. Other people call in, and these are very different calls. And I think I'd said this on a podcast previously, but someone could call in and say, I want the best printer you have they don't care about price. They don't care, you know, and then the, and then the challenge becomes, how do you define best? So when you say best, and that's a question to me as a consultant, I'm like, we need to get into the details here is, does, is best just strictly print quality? Uh, What about your cost? What about, uh, you know, reliability? So there's a lot of considerations. And when you get into this, it really is up to the customer because, Uh, These are very real conversations. You heard Bill talk about the old chinkos. I mean, those were almost 60 pounds and we're we're going back about 10 years or so. And we talk about those. But um, I mean, these are very real, real uh, issues where you have a uh, attendant who just simply is not in a position to lug around a 60 pound printer. I mean, they literally just even getting it out of the case and onto a table is a huge thing. Had a guy, an older guy that had a tennis elbow that uh, was, you know, he's all about the weight of the printer. So really it's up to the customer to like rank and file the importance of kind of where that would sit. And Bill, well, how do you feel about that
3: just in general? You know, one of the things that people ask, you know, and a really good example um, would be the, the DNP RX1 or the... DNP 620 how do those compare and i kind of tell them you know think of think of those two printers as the toyota is the rx1 the lexus is the 620 built in the same factory similar technology same company but they're different you know how are they different well the 620 is faster a little bit better quality you know those kind of things now the, you know the good news about the rx1 is it's it holds a lot of media it's a little bit lighter because it, it is all plastic I don't know if it's lighter, but it, it for the big size, it's not that much heavier. Um, you know, so that that that's some of the differences. And of course, because the 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 six hundred and twenty has a metal on it, you know, it's definitely more a little bit more robust of a printer. So those are the kind of kind of differences that sometimes we we talk to to people about when they're curious about what to buy. And and kind of the fun thing for me is. I have actually used every single printer that we sell at one time or another in my photo booth. I've used them all because I like being able to give, you know, what I thought about it, how I, how it worked for me, you know, and none of them are bad. I mean, every single one of them has worked. Um, You know, I happen to own the 620s, but uh, I've, I've used them all. You know, and
2: when you're, when you're doing a consulting call, it's kind of interesting. You always want to be thinking in terms of, helping the customer discover what's important to them. And that's what it amounts to sometimes. And you, because they just don't think about that, they know they want a printer, uh, you really have to pull it out of them sometimes. And then you're like, oh, so this is, sounds like it's a key value driver for you. And really in a consulting call, you're trying to identify what's important to them and sometimes you have to coax it out of them but that that's really probably what i enjoy most about consulting obviously selling something's nice but it really does feel good knowing you help somebody
0: i think the big thing about this is people are i think scared of almost printers i think that whenever you have a situation where you know you're just looking online and you're seeing you know what these options are mm-hmm. um you know it, it You can compare specs, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is. And I think like things like, you know, PBX and, you know, if you're in Dallas going to imaging spectrum because they have, you know, all these printers are lined up one by one. So it's really Mm -hmm. easy to like see which ones work for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that there are some people that really enjoy like perforated paper. I think that that's kind of a cool thing. Um, And these printers are capable of really so much like photo boost. We only use it for like, you know, four by sixes and two by sixes and that's it. But there's so much more these things can
2: do. Yes, it's true.
0: My favorite from last year, my favorite from last year was the metallic
2: paper.
3: Oh! It's oh! Just wow! That was paper.
2: crazy. So last year, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, we've done a we do a lot of shows, man. I mean, we've been doing them a long time, and we we actually had to pause for a minute last year to try to figure out why this happened. We literally at the printer bar had people almost single file the whole show buying DNP 620s, uh, and and we hardly really sold anything else and i think it was the energy around i know sheree was there uh you know promoting her her template store and stuff and she was handing out metallic prints i think people were genuinely blown away once they got it in their hands and having been around metallic for a long time because it's not new and while a bunch of different companies make metallic paper really nobody usually gets close to the original which came which was really made popular by kodak like I don't like 20 years ago. Um, and so now that we have it in the Daiso world, DNP really are the only ones that really got have gotten that close to what that original Kodak look was like, which is, you know, best of class. And I think people were discovering it for the first time. And we sold 60 620s last year at the show and I was like how the what the hell was going on here cuz it's like wow it it just we were wondering why did this energy just became so epic at PBX but who knows what it'll be this year right yeah and i the, mean
3: i you know yeah ahead. and part of the good news for this year and we announced it a couple of weeks ago DNP did just uh, announce and release 4 by 6 metallic media last Yay! year last year yes! was only <laughs> and five by seven now the cool thing about the the uh the six by eight medium we were showing it at pbx last year we were doing six by sixes on six by eight because quite frankly when you do a six by six it doesn't take that much longer to print than a six by four um mm-hmm. but it adds so much value i mean it was such a great upsell for for me last year because it when we showed clients, wow, this is what you could get for, you know, $50 more an hour, you can get this metallic media. And they really would like, they really loved it. And uh, so that, uh, uh, you know, that, yeah, that, that I, was a good seller for for yeah. my photo booth company as well as for Imaging Spectrum.
2: I'm glad DNP listened. Uh, that that was a very smart decision on their part because let's face it, the six by eight and five by seven are formats Quite frankly, a lot of people in the booth industry aren't, they don't, hey, I got to be careful on how I say this, but they're not necessarily experts at upselling print sizes. And I know that by my conversations with them every day. And you try to explain to them, let's just take the holidays, for example, you know, November, December. That's a time when a lot of companies, if you're doing corporate events or parties, people are willing to spend extra money. Is there anything more beautiful than an awesome, keepsake uh in a in a five by seven during the holidays i mean isn't that classic you know five by I seven think and it was, six it,
0: it was such like a high-end you know value add yes, i think i used yes. it in like i don't know three or four of my december events last year mm-hmm. and it was just received so ridiculously oh, well everyone's amazing. like holy crap i haven't seen this before <laughs> and, I, and that was
1: just just out, just out of curiosity I think, like you mentioned, the reason it was such a big hit at PBX last year is that people saw it physically and felt it, right? Sure. Yes. So for people yes. that are in the booth business, how do you suggest that they show the cool factor or the value of that to their clients? Well, it's, that's a
2: challenge, and I deal with it every day here because someone will call and say, hey, tell me about the metallic media. So you're trying to take something visual, right, and put it into words, and you know out, that's like crazy difficult sometimes, but yeah, we yeah. do send out samples. Send when out people samples. Ask. Yeah. But as
3: far as how does the end user sell it to their customers? You know, let's face it. If you're doing a, if you're doing any kind of open house or anything, take the metallic media. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean we, you want to put yeah. that in their hands.
2: One of the things that's cool that we do too is we have a sample program, and it's not uncommon for someone to say, "Hey, man, I, I." you know, I don't really want to buy a box right now because I'm not really sure if I have a home for it, but can you send me samples? And that's one of the reasons why we send the samples. So they in turn have them to send to their clients. And it's not uncommon, um, uh, trying to think, uh, there were a couple of people, uh, last year that had some big wins. Uh, one I think was with Lexus and another one was, um, God, I think it might've been a shoe company, but they, um, uh, I sent them samples, and they ended up getting the jobs and so in uh, using metallic. So if anyone you know wants samples, uh, we're more than happy to send them out. They're free of charge, and we, you know we realize this success in what we do uh, only happens if we can help our customers become successful. So amazing. The, thing with,
0: the thing with the the metallic paper is that you really just have to see it. Like there yeah. is absolutely no way to describe it. There's no way for people to like get the feeling of what it's like to have a photo of them on metallic paper. We did just w- a white backdrop, which was perfect for this metallic paper, and it really worked out. Like the color on this is beyond stunning. Like mm-hmm. I can't, literally, can't even.
2: Well Ryan, I know what your sets look like and they're absolutely beautiful and they're usually very vibrant, full of color and I know the kind of kind of work you do and and I I I know it would it complements it well. So it kind of brings it out, brings it to life, right? In printed form.
1: But you know one thing I wanted to talk about and touch on is I remember even the last time we spoke and probably for years people are talking about um, Everything's digital. Everything's going digital. And to me, it's amazing to see the innovation coming out of these printer mm-hmm. manufacturers. So mm-hmm. clearly, it's not all digital. And I'm curious mm-hmm. what you guys see in your close relationships with them um, and what else is coming down the pike or has come out that's new.
3: Bill, I'll let you go Yeah, I'm not sure when the sure. last time we talked, uh, and I don't, because th- I don't think all the new perforated medias were out yet uh, from DNP so these these have been kind of some cool stuff also and and dnp and before when it was sony i mean dnp bought out the the rights for the sony printers but when the cx1 was the hot printer they actually had a four by eight media that was perforated down the middle so you could get two two by eights and again it was just something different it was just something that stood out and dnp has you know like triple like six by eight media that's got double perf on it so it's three two by eight strips which again something kind of cool um they also recently came out with they have a four by six with a center perf so when you when you crack it in two it's two three by fours not a not a usual size but it's kind of a it's kind of a different size um but anyway so they've got some definite different perforated medias and that's for the that's for the 620 and the rx1 and for the ds40 so all of them have some different perforations that just uh, just stand out a little bit. One one of the one of the ones that uh, it's a single perf media that's actually a four by four and a two by four because it's a four by six with with a, with one perforation on the side. So I, and I've used them. I've done fall Polaroids. You know, the old SX-70 type Polaroids, I've got a, uh, an overlay like that. So it looks like a Polaroid because it's a four by four. And then the other side, you can have the information or if you're doing it for a company and they want to have like a coupon on the other side, that uh, that is actually leads to a kind of a neat option for a company that's willing well, to it, have something like that. And along the lines of, you know, Ismail's question...
2: Um, And really, so let's just take, I'm just going to pick one bullet from what you just said. So let's talk about the couponing, Mm -hmm. right? So now you're at an event, you've got a four by four and a two by four, right? And on DNP's perforated paper. So they get a nice square, beautiful print. uh, That's like an Instagram style print, high quality, looks beautiful, has a template on it. They break off that two by four, that two by four can be a drink ticket. Um, It could be a raffle ticket. It could be a branding for corporate event where it's 5%, 10% off your next order at a restaurant. And so you can't – that's something that's that they can hold in their hand right there and have an experience with. And that's very unique. And it's something you can make money from. Let's not forget the whole – you know, prints aren't just prints. Prints are sources of revenue. And the better you are at selling – the idea and the concept and the uniqueness of the print—that's uh, just money. I mean, let, really, that's what it is. Without that, then you're going to try to do that in other ways. Well, look, we can do a burst mode boomerang GIF, or we can uh, we can do a beautiful studio shot. But don't forget, as you add on these other things, whether it's memory books or whatever it is, um, you know, these are all additional sources of revenue. Some people are really, really good at it others, not so much. And then you have a category, a class of people who just quite frankly, don't want to have another level of technical stuff in their workflow. Uh, They're not prepared to deal with it. Um, they don't carry backups. They quite frankly, just want to be social media only. Hey, that's their business model. I'm not going to say it's right or wrong, but I always think, wow, they're kind of leaving money on the table. Um, you know, so it's, uh, you know, it really depends on the business and what's important to the business owner. But Tisnil's question, I, I mean, social media only is real. It's been happening for a long time. Um, but, uh, but for the people who know how to sell and uh, can hold
1: that value in their hand, it's just money. You know, I mean, yeah, that's I th- it. I think you touch on something really interesting where everyone wants the easy way, the easy sale Um, Mm -hmm. and it's intimidating Mm -hmm. to try to come up with ways to use these different media options or use these different, um, ways to make more money, but it's worth the investment. It's worth understanding what you can do with these things, because Mm -hmm. if you put it to your client in the right way, it's a way to make extra revenue. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I, I think that's why it's so valuable to talk about these things. The other thing that people often, uh, point to when trying to move all digital is, like the physical aspect of printers and like wires, and I think that there's something that you guys wanted to talk about in regards to wireless service. Is that true?
2: Yeah, actually, is if we could, we've got two other printers to cover. <laughs> so if we could kind of, oh, there's more those, because let's, let's, yeah, let's yeah there's printers. two, there's two more, and then uh, you know we we kind of let off with Symphonia, but but real quick, uh, and we're going to get to the wireless here in a minute with uh, the Mitsubishi. Uh, or I'm sorry, with the uh, the DNP 410, uh, we'll kind of wrap up with that. But real quick, Mitsubishi also introduced a new one. Uh, it's called the M1A. Um, it's going to be about 10 pounds lighter than the Symphony, or down around 30 pounds, which people are used to. It's about the weight of an RX1 um and not that's not quite as as uh high capacity as the s3 so you're at about 400 prints on a roll for four x six this print speeds very similar to an rx1 uh, and that's around 469 uh for that one but it's worth a look uh you know we'll have these um you know at the shows and if we go go around throughout the year uh you know people can see them there but those those have come to market and then and then lastly i want to mention uh <laughs> on that printer, one of the things Mitsubishi did is the ease of loading. So it's, uh, uh, Bill, you want to, you want to, I think you'd probably describe that better. Yeah, sure. The the
3: M1A, the the paper and the ribbon actually come loaded onto uh, plastic um, spools and and a cartridge uh, for the, for the paper and the ribbon. So they, they load, they load a lot easier. They load faster. And obviously that's a, that's always a sales point for people that need to go fast when they load. Um, so that that's a, that's something positive for the M1A. And,
2: and where the M1A and S3 really has a home uh, is been in the coin op industry. So where you're going to leave a printer unattended in an actual photo booth, like you're going to sit inside of a kind of photo booth that's going to be at a bar for you know for a few years or whatever. You know the old school booths. These are really popular in that that style of photo booth. Um, and then lastly, you want to talk about the
3: 410? Yeah hey, yeah the uh, crazy. The DNP came out with their their QW 410 and this is a tiny little printer. oh my goodness um, 13 pounds 13 pounds uh, we, we've nicknamed it the cube. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I actually I think I was quoting someone else on on Photo Booth network or photo Booth community but uh, I just googled
0: of, it it looks like wally. no no it's got it's got much more hair than wally no i'm gonna like i'm gonna no not not wally Wally. Wally from wally from pixar oh Uh, that wally calm down it doesn't look like
3: wally (laughs) no it's funny (laughs) it's Uh, funny it's pretty funny but yeah so it's it's new now the only the only negative to that printer is it is a little bit slower, so it's it's uh, nineteen seconds for four x six, um, but it does have some cool features. Uh, one of the one of the cool things it does it it like the old um, like the old uh, uh, CX one from Sony. The print comes out, the four x six comes out vertically, which is just a little bit different than what what printers nowadays do. And the reason it does it is because it has a four and a half inch wide print head. So the, it's like a
0: top loader.
3: Well, the the ribbon, the ribbon definitely top loads. Uh, but uh, it, it but yeah, so anyway, so the paper comes out vertically. So it's just different. But it's got since it's got a four and a half inch wide printhead, uh, they're actually going to have four by six media, but also four and a half by eight media. And they are coming out with perforated media also. So it'll be four and a half by eight that can be that's perforated that you can pop into so two two and a quarters by by eight and again that's just kind of an interesting size it's not anything that anyone else has another cool thing about the 410 is it also has the cut feature just like the the 620 and rx1 and just about all the other printers so you can actually do three two by four prints on a four by six, it'll cut them. And it's just, it's, again, it's a size that we haven't seen before. So whenever you're having a party that they want to, you know, let's say it's a, let's say it's a a bar mitzvah or something, and they want everyone to have a bunch of strips that that the kids can kind of swap with each other with. Perfect. You know, we can do these three two by fours at a time and it just, it just adds a different size, you know, something else that you can say, Hey, you know, we have this option for you. And that's, that's what it's all about.
2: Switching it up a little bit.
3: Yeah. Yep more options, but you want to talk about the wireless wireless? Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you start. Okay. So the, one of the things (laughs) that they wanted to do with a 410 is they wanted to come out with a printer that had been designed, not built in to be wireless, but they, they're, they're working on a, they're working on a, a little box. It's about, it's about the size of a deck of cards, a little bit smaller, and it's going to be designed strictly for wireless solutions you know dnp already has the wireless print server um that's that's basically a uh basically a small pippo computer um but it's 219 dollars it adds a lot more features than what you really need this the new wireless device from from dnp it's going to hook into one printer it's going to easily and, and you can't call it AirPrint because that's a that's a um that Apple. is copyright by, by, by Apple, but it does wireless from an iPad to a printer. So that's what it's going to be able to do. And it should be out soon. Um, it's going to be, should be under a hundred dollars. There's no set price yet. Cause I really haven't released it. And again, the size, uh, the one that I saw at imaging USA last month was again, smaller than a deck of cards, not by much, it just, you know, definitely that thick definitely that wide just not as high but so we're, we're looking forward to uh we, we have a sample one but it's a it's not a finished one so we can't really say exactly what it's going to look like or price but it definitely works and definitely going to bring uh some wireless solutions and it's not going to just work with the 410 it's also going to work with the 620 and the rx1 and the ds40 so, how so is by this the different
0: from how is this uh, different from the current wireless server so it's just going to be
3: cheaper smaller you mean like the WPS from DNP yeah, yeah that one well, that look, w- that looks like a weird iPad right yeah with the WPS you can actually use two two different printers with it this one will only be one it's going to be a little bit less expensive um, I think the unit itself the the original computer uh, on it is just it's not as expensive as a Smaller. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's what to bring in. So,
2: yeah, the uh, the thing that's exciting is if and we're going to talk about iPads for a minute here specifically, wireless isn't really anything new. Right. Like wireless has been around for a very long time. What's been also around for a long time is is unreliable wireless. Um, so let's all face it. We get spoiled in our lives with, you know, uh, Bluetooth headsets and our cars and all that and remote controls for your TV and all that. We're just like, Oh, well, Hey, I just flip it on and it works. And then what do you do when it doesn't, and you're in a convention hall and there's a lot of noise and then you're, uh, then, you know, all of a sudden it disconnects or whatever. And so, wireless is very much a slippery slope unless you get into the tech side of truly understand what it takes to do it well, and bringing that down to the, to the uh, to the bring that to the street in a plug and play system of you could take anyone and say, oh, you just plug this in here, uh, turn this on, and boom, it works. And we really aren't there yet. Um, you know, if you look, there's depending on what software you're using in your iPad. Uh, You either have non-existent tech support uh, or email only, or they have a set thing. They say, use this. It works. Um, Other iPad companies have come around and gotten a little better at holding customers' hands, which we all know that you have to do when it comes to anything technical. uh, And this is one of them. And whether it's them, you know, putting a laptop on their printer and getting that to connect to an iPad, you know, when you start doing stuff like that, people sometimes need help. I think the exciting thing as we move forward, and this is typical of technology in general, is we're going to see more and more solutions that are easier to use, more plug and play, more reliable. And I think DNP is just taking that you know, one step closer, and then you've got the Airkanov and some other systems out there now that that work well. Um, you know, the question is if a, if a, if someone wants to really understand that technology, someone's got to teach them, and it's not easy for them to get a one on one communication with someone. You know, like here we we have live support, right? Like people can call us, and you know, I don't claim to know everything, uh, Bill. Uh, is much better with tech than I am, but we also have Wally. We have a team of people that we and we truly do work as a team where we can re- really help demystify wireless printing, and we can be the support arm to that technology. And that's really what we we uh, try to do. So,
1: hello, yes, yeah, Steve. I think. One of the other things that you kind of teased a little bit in the beginning of that was the iPad software. Do you want to touch mm-hmm. on that a little bit?
2: Well, it, it's getting crowded, right? It's, just, <laughs> it's
1: getting <laughs> And <tight>. there's a <laughs> lot of
2: programs out there, man. I mean, and there's more coming on every day. So there's a lot of them. We know, you know, you have the giants, right? So you've got Curator, SnapPic. Lot of respect out to those those guys for paving the way for being the pioneers to really launch into a lot of crazy stuff you can do digitally on an iPad. Um, and uh, so, darkroom has introduced one. Uh, you know, we're adding a lot of stuff to the program. One of the things we're focusing on is printing. So because it's a printer guys podcast, not a software program, we can save a lot of the software stuff for later. But what's important here that we've had on the the printer consulting side or the amount of calls that come into us of people who are saying, Hey, what printer do I need to, to what do I need to buy to print for my iPad? Bill, would you say that's like one of the top questions?
3: Well, I think it's not only a top question that we um we get here but also you can read on the photo booth network and the photo booth community you know i've i bought this how do i make it print probably not the right you know probably should have yeah they don't do that. it
2: in the right order but yeah. it, it
3: is a common question so and that's uh and that's important i i as a photographer i i like to print you know i like putting something in people's hands you know let's let's face it when when a house burns, what's the first thing that a lot of people grab as the house is burning down? They grab their photos, you know, when they, when they get out of the house. And photos are important. So I still like to print. And I'm glad that uh, there's a lot of technology out there to print from all different types of, uh, of you know, computers. Never it, mind it, it, the cat that's you know. in the burning building. Just grab yeah. the photos.
1: <laughs> Don't worry about yeah, that, the cat. You know, yeah, the my, cats my, are important my cat too. <laughs> would have got out. My cat just would have left.
2: My dog, house. my dogs would be number one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, to, you know, kind of along those lines, um, you know, I think that one of the missions we have is being uh, a good support source for the whole wireless side when it comes to printing. And that's definitely what we do when we come in every day Is is like, how do we help people? Um, you know, how do we help people get to where they need to be? Uh, It's kind of our role and it doesn't necessarily have to be something we sell like the air canal, for example, or, uh, wireless devices that are out there. You know, we, we have the printers, uh, we have the software. A lot of times it's just helping the customer understand. Um, but there are a lot of different solutions. You know, it's funny, there's a string the other night on photo booth network. And you'll see these every once in a while where, you get in a lengthy discussion about how people print from an iPad and it's amazing how many ways there is to do it. How many tools, how many, you know, whatever they're using. uh, There's just a bunch of different ways to connect. Let's face it though. Some are better than
1: others. But that, that speaks to how uh, like the longevity and durability of print media is like people are still jumping through all these hoops, to try to find a way to print from an iPad. So mm-hmm. that, that to me speaks to sustainability of having mm-hmm. prints. It's not going anywhere. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, so, it's so, a different, it's a
2: different world, but it's still very much a moneymaker.
1: So, yeah. so one one thing as we as we close this conversation that I love asking you guys every time we have the printer guys on, because you're so connected with the manufacturers, you talk to your customers, do you guys have any predictions on like what future innovations may be coming down the pike? What are these manufacturers focusing on to improve? What can we look forward to?
2: My goodness, it's so crazy now. There's printers that print photos on fingernails. There's printers that print pictures on donuts, cookies, um, coffee. Oh, it's ridiculous! I think that if you consider that, Ismail, you'll you'll look forward and you'll think it's just beautiful, right? I mean, what are we? Who would have thought? that we would have been able to do that five or six years ago. Not me. Or like two I mean, years ago. Like, oh, they didn't. Not I even remember, hey, when I worked at Kodak, I remember being told that it was technically impossible to ever do a metallic print on a Dice sub printer. You and, showed them. Well, no, the, the DNP did, but yeah. showed it, it could work. But, I mean, think about that for a minute. Just really, truly reflect on it. I mean, back in the late 80s when Dysub really came into the government markets and was a scientific product at that point, I mean, you know, prints were – an 8x10 Dysub print was, like, I think, like $9. It faded in 30 days. It took minutes to print – Um, and we've come all the way to this point. Um, and it's just a, it's amazing to have a career in, in the imaging industry and, and same thing is happening, uh, you know, just with imaging in general, right? I mean, even just the software programs now, uh, what they're capable of doing and it's just energizing to always have something new around the corner. Uh, so along the lines of the printers, man, I'm just excited to see what comes, uh, moving forward because it's there's just been so much happen in the last few years and i know there's more things coming and i posted a couple of teasers up there uh late last year with um some photos like you when you shine a light on it you know something shows up on the print and uh a few other technologies that we're privy to um you know the two-sided card printing um You know, which would be very cool. Once they get the price down to where it's reasonable, uh, two-sided card printing, I think, would just be amazing in a portable format or even semi-portable. But that's going to take time. And the stuff we get uh, to see, Bill and I are really lucky. We get to see a lot of things before they come to market. You know, and the DNP 410 was one of them, for example. Uh, And it's really exciting to sit there and be able to give feedback to a manufacturer and say, this is what it takes to bring it to market. And sometimes it's price, sometimes it's weight, it's, uh, you know, user friendliness or lack of uh, that's key. And, you know, Bill and I get to be a part of that. That's pretty freaking cool. It's fun. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So to answer your question, there's some cool things coming.
1: It's it's crazy to think about how far we've come, as you mentioned, all those examples and people thought some of these things wouldn't be possible. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's exciting to think about how far we have left to go. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you guys so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you guys being a helpful resource to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's our um, pleasure. No, it's really helpful. And until the next Burner Guys episode.
2: Oh, man.
0: Sounds thank great. you so Thanks, much, guys. guys. Y'all are super. Super. Ah, uh, thanks. If anyone wants more information, you can visit their website at ImagingSpectrum.com, or you can just go on YouTube, Google a printer, and there's probably Bill doing a tutorial on
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm the bald guy with a mustache, can't miss me. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> thanks, guys. All right, thank you.
0: Have a good day.